Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Kingdom Life with Prophetess Alandis Porter. This show is designed to feed and nourish kingdom leaders to reflect the heart of God. Listen and be blessed. Good morning and welcome to Kingdom Life with Apostle Alandis Porter. Those of you just tuning in, you have tuned into the Release the Word Radio Network. And we're so glad that you joined us this morning. We are continuing in our series on our kingdom responsibility, and we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit. We've already talked about quite a few of them. We've talked about love, joy, peace. Today, we're going to continue with that, and we're going to talk about patience, kindness, and goodness. These three so work hand in hand. This is the reason why I want to talk about them together because um, they're attributes that go hand in hand. All of them do, but these work off of each other, and and it's going to be a, a beautiful meshing if we allow God to have his way in our lives. So I'm going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back, and we're going to go right into the lesson. So get your Bibles, get your pads of paper, tell a friend, and come back, and we'll be ready to go right into the lesson. I'll be right back.
All right. We're back. For those who are just tuning in, you've tuned in to Kingdom Life with Apostle Alandis Porter. And we are talking about today our kingdom responsibility. We're continuing in the fruit of the spirit. And those of you who haven't had the opportunity to get the beginning of this series, you can go back on demand and listen to it so you can catch up to where we are now. I promise it will bless your life because each and every one of us as believers, not just leaders, can really value um, the fruits of the Spirit because when we come to God, there's a lot all of us have to work out um, because we're used to doing things a certain way. We used to doing things the world's way, and now we've got to change and be patient with people and be nice and kind and be merciful. And um, If we're not used to doing that, it's a big adjustment until you really, really, really surrender everything in us to God. So we're going to really uh, talk about that. The first attribute that we're going to talk about today is patience. This is a big one because being patient means that that I I've got staying power. I can endure some things. I can wait. I can show mercy. So patience carries over into other things that have to coincide with patience. And I hear a lot of people talk about, I'm praying that the Lord gives me patience, but don't you know if you ask the Lord for patience that that means you're getting ready to be tried in some areas? Because patience causes us to have to be um, long-suffering. We have to be able to wait on some things. And I, I looked up some things that we can benefit even in the human body uh, when we are patient and and when we are calm and and, and we've got uh, forgiveness going on and we've got compassion and mercy going on. Uh, there are some benefits even to our bodies that are associated with that, um, like lowering our blood pressure, uh, causing free radicals to be regulated, the ones that cause cancer, um, our heart health to be better, um, which which re- reduces our, our possibilities of having a stroke. So it causes regulation to go on in our bodies. And so having the fruit of the Spirit and walking in the fruit of the Spirit also have benefits in our natural life as well. Talk about this for a second. Patience in some translations, again, it's called long-suffering. And what this calls for in our life, it calls for us showing tolerance, causes us to be kind toward others, even when we have difficult situations. We are trying to handle them like God. But what happens is we have to invite God 
into those situations. So that means that instead of me flying off the handle, pray in the center of it and ask God to help me. Because remember, in this new life that we're living, we are no longer our own. So we submit to the Lord, which has become our owner. He's the king of our life. He's the Lord of our lives. And so that causes us to surrender to the spirit of God and allow him to enhance those fruit in our lives and cause us to obey and submit to him. And when we operate in that, it's where others are blessed by what God is doing in our lives. And patience causes us to be very persevering in how we handle things. It causes us to endure and not give up. That's what patience does in our lives. It causes us to deal with situations more optimistically. And it also causes us to deal with it in integrity, you know, building um, a, a, a breach between us and someone else because we get so upset and, you know, this person may be getting on your nerves or whatever the case may be. We show grace. We show mercy. I I always go back to um, every once in a while this quote that the Lord gave me, and I know it was the Lord because I wouldn't come up with this myself, and it's like a prayer, and it says, Lord, help us to show others the same grace we require. Patience will allow you to do that. Patience will cause you to go past your feeling, and that causes us to actually walk in the spirit because that means I'm not up one minute and down the next because I'm not operating in what I feel. We are guided by the spirit, and what we are called, what we are called to do is operate like the spirit of God does in his attributes, not our own. And Psalm 119, 19 and 20 says, Open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go through them and I will praise the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous shall enter. And that's how we want to live. We also don't want to go into taking on an attitude like, you know, why is this happening to me? Why is this person like this? Why are they doing this or whatever? Because that's not the nature of the fruit of the Spirit. Because if God has allowed us to go through this to allow him to guide our footsteps, we have to allow him to take over, and we truly have to surrender. We truly have to give it up to him and leave it there. 
I like the way uh, Pastor Charles Stanley, I, I, I read a book that he wrote about um, character, and he mentioned about the fruit of the Spirit. And he said, we don't produce it, we discover it. It's like when we're faced with those situations, that's when the fruit of the Spirit comes out. Because these are character attributes. These are things that deal with our character that people see. So this has to be aligned with God's word. And if we are praying, if we are reading our Bibles, allowing our Bibles to read us, allowing God to change and transform us into who he has ordained and destined us to be, we'll start to see these attributes. So patience causes us to have long-suffering. And when we suffer from a thing, we hurt, we agonize, we grieve. It's painful. In this fruit of the Spirit, it means we become more tolerant to hurt. We are forgiving And we have resigned to a way of doing things God's way so that we can bear fruit. And I I think about it this way. There are nine parts, but just one fruit. Because what he actually says, the fruit of the Spirit, he didn't say fruit. He put it. That one word is plural used in that particular uh, scripture when he says the fruit of the Spirit. But there are nine different parts that we deal with. And patience causes us not to give up. We begin yielding to the Spirit of God even when under pressure, even when faced with adversity, especially when faced with adversity. It causes us to have um, a different kind of temperament. And you'll notice when, when God begins to allow these attributes to come out in your character, places that you used to just fly off the handle or maybe someone would say something, um, I'll give you a couple of scenarios. Maybe someone would make a statement like, I don't know what's gotten into that person. I don't know what's wrong with them these days. And normally you would get upset, you would get offended and come out the defense. When the fruit of the spirit of patience began to come forth in your life, you'll stop and you may just not say anything. You may look at yourself and be surprised and say, well, I remember a day. There is no way they could have said that to me because I would have gotten so upset about them saying anything that I would have fly off the handle. But instead, I did what Colossians 4 and 6 tells us, that let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how to answer every man. So I allow that fruit 
to take over. I I do what the Psalm 103 and 8 tells me. I'm slow to anger, and I abound in mercy because I want the glory of God to shine in my life. I want God to get the glory out of everything I say and do. Now, we want to move on to kindness because we're going to talk about three different attributes today. Kindness is, we're going to define it first. I love to give definitions. Words have always been very interesting to me. But when we are kind, it is the medium through which Christ's love becomes real, tangible, and knowledgeable through us. It is the sincere application of love manifesting through and towards each other. Kindness shows the world who we really are. It's like a fragrance coming from a flower. It's also being convicted with God's word and modeling that to others. Because we, you have to understand that the fruit of the Spirit is the evidence to everyone else that Christ is living in your life and in your heart expression that people actually see in your character. And having kindness is a must as a Christian, period. I, I tell people all the time, it doesn't cost you nothing to be kind to someone. You can be nice even if they're not nice to you because it doesn't cost you anything. It's not going to take anything away from you. And As a matter of fact, it may cause you to win in the long run. I believe it does because you don't allow that other person to dictate how you'll respond. So what we do is we allow kindness to be the fuel for our response. So it causes love to shine. It causes people to see God in our lives. And when we demonstrate kindness towards others, we are responding with understanding We're responding with compassion toward them. It is the complete opposite of behaving indifferent. Like when somebody tries to show show a different side to themselves, instead of you treating them like they treated you, you have empathy toward them. You have a genuine concern about their well-being. When we operate in kindness or compassion, we are behaving like the Lord. Persons, difficulties, or their trouble. We now are becoming sensitive to them. And you want people to respond to you just like they you respond to them. Luke, St. Luke tells us 
to be hospitable and kind to each other without grumbling. So which means I'm not going to be kind to somebody and complain about it all the way. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm going to be nice to you because God told me to. But it's only going to last like two minutes because I'm doing it just because God told me to. But when I truly allow the fruit of the Spirit to come alive in my heart and in my life and truly allow God's Word to saturate even my emotions, because the reason why we show emotions, that's where our soulless realm is. That's where our feelings live, which is why God tells us to walk in the Spirit. Because if we walk in the flesh, we'll entertain everything that feels good to us. And the flesh, every time we operate in the flesh, it's a carnal response, which means it's a worldly response. That means instead of being kind to someone, you shoot my dog, I shoot your cat. You slap me, I punch you back. And these days they're killing each other. You know, and, and that's not the attribute that God has. He wants us to be kind. He wants us to be loving. He wants us to be compassionate. He tells us in First Peter 4 and 9, let brotherly love continue. And it goes on to tell us in the word that there are times that we would entertain angels unaware. You never know who is watching you. This is something you want to keep at the forefront of your mind when thinking about walking in the fruit of the Spirit. Someone is always watching you, whether you see them or not, whether you realize it or not. I couldn't tell you how many testimonies I've gotten from people that I didn't even know was watching me, didn't even know they were paying attention to my life. And some of them were like years later. I, I have to give this testimony in the interim because this this deals with the fruit of the Spirit, but it also um, is a testimony of what God can do in your life. At one point in my life, I I had gotten married. The marriage didn't go very well. And and I I can admit it now, I literally got married to the wrong person. Should have never gotten married in the first place. I can admit that. Couldn't admit it when it happened, but you grow and you learn and you, you love past that, and that's what I do. I allow God to um, have his way in my life and allow the fruit of the spirit to come forth. But when I was going through that, I really began to pray because at one point I had witnessed, this was even um, at the beginning of my marriage, um, some things went wrong right away. And I was at church one day and I saw this older couple um they were having words, and they were having words right in the foyer of our church. And other people could hear them, and I could hear the wife just really ragging the husband out, just it, just in front of people. It was embarrassing. 
I would have found it humiliating had someone done that to me in front of people. And when I saw that, I said, Lord, I don't want to be like that. And I already knew. I was already going through some things. But I said, Lord, I don't want to deal with it that way. And I just began to pray. And the Lord just began to do some things in my heart. And He, the Holy Spirit said something to me one day. He said, no matter what happens, you have to remember no matter who you're dealing with, that's a soul. And that person is looking for salt and light in your life. They're looking for my character, my attributes. So I've got to present that to them because regardless whether that person treats you good or bad, right or wrong, that's still a soul. And we are in the kingdom for what? To win souls. So in that, that caused me to be able to, even in the things that I was experiencing, and and I, I experienced a lot of verbal abuse. So even in the midst of that, God allowed me to deal with it sometimes in silence can remember times when there were mean things being said to me, and I would just hold the phone away from my ear. And when I thought about the prayer I prayed later on, and it could have been maybe years later, I thought about it, oh, wow, that was really God. Because I would pray this prayer, Lord, um, guard my heart that I would not harbor bitterness for this man. I would literally begin to pray and ask God to guard my heart. I didn't want to even allow my emotions to take over and cause um, me or or what I wanted, you know, the the attributes that I should have been showing and, and I could have retaliated in a very unkind way, but I wanted God to always get the glory. And in doing that, time had passed. I'd say it probably, it was years after my divorce was over. And and still to this day, if I saw my ex-husband out somewhere, I could talk to him just like we were old friends, old buddies. There's nothing left. There's no residue. There's no animosity. There's nothing there but the love of Christ, nothing there. And uh, one of my friends from my church saw my ex-husband out somewhere, and they walked up to him and they said, I always wanted the two of you to get back together, and I always wanted to know why did you all get a divorce or what happened. And I was pleasantly surprised and very thankful to God for my actions during the process because my ex-husband's answer was this. He said, the only thing that I can say about Alandis is that she's a woman of God and she is truly saved. That was a testimony, and, and that meant that God got the glory even in the midst of something that was hurtful it it was damaging to the heart 
things were hurt my pride. I was embarrassed in a lot of ways. But yet, for God to have gotten the glory, it was worth it all. I could truly say in that moment, I said, Lord, I thank you that you shined. It wasn't about me. And that's the way God wants us to be. He wants us to allow him to shine in having the fruit of the Spirit. He wants us to be able to show kindness. Even when faced with things that are seemingly impossible for us to see that. I'm going to take another short break, and then we're going to sum it up with goodness. We'll be right back. Draw me close, draw me close, enough to touch. 
right where you are, raise your voices. Come on, raise your voices and touch them. Raise your voices and touch them. All right, we're back, and we're continuing in talking about the fruit of the Spirit. And we've talked about patience, which patience causes us to be kind. And kindness will cause us to be good, to have goodness. And goodness is the engagement of love. That shows the application of Christ It shows his righteousness And his truth And this causes us to Allow love to shine Making Christ attractive to other people And inviting This is God at work in our faith This is the fruit that makes people like other people, and it makes others lovable to other people, because you are good, because it it, it displays integrity, it displays honesty, and it displays compassion to others, and it allows us to do the right thing. Even when we don't feel like it. Even we've been betrayed. Even when we've been slandered. We don't take the easy way out when we're trying to model goodness. We cause others to come to God and repent and turn from how they're living by us being good to others. The application of this can cause others to be transformed as well. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 7 and 17, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friends. When we make mistakes and cause hurt to others, we need to confess our wrong. You got to get off the roller coaster and allow the fruit of the Spirit to come forth in your life and empower you. And some of you may ask how. The Bible tells us again in Proverbs 3 and 6, in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path so if we would allow God to order us in every area of our life we will see exactly what the scripture says the scripture tell us surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever And that's Psalms 23 and 6. It's one thing to say that we have goodness 
but you've got to live it. You've got to walk it out. I can't be a rebel and say that I've got a proclamation of faith and I believe that God is at work in my heart showing goodness because that's just not the way it happens. You've got to be one or the other. And we have to do that with goodness, with kindness, and with patience. We have to know that God is at work in our lives and that others are watching us. And the way that we show that is through remembering what God is doing in our lives. And then we will see those things come forth in the character, in the attributes, in the attributes that we possess. And people recognize them. They'll recognize us walking differently, acting differently. It tells us in Romans 8 and 28 that all things work together for the good to them that love God and to them who are the called according to his purpose. And we want that to happen in our lives. We want those treasures of the fruit of the Spirit to come forth in our lives. We want to walk out what St. Matthew 12 and 35 says, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. Evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. And we want God to get the glory out of our lives. And he does get the glory when we acknowledge him first and put him first in our lives. So I want you to Take those scriptures. I want you to meditate on those things. And like I said, the one underlying foundation to all nine parts of the fruit of the Spirit is love. If I have love, I can be patient. If I have love, I can be kind. If I have love, I can be good. But if I don't have love, none of these attributes shine in my life. So I'm going to let you allow that to sink in. I want you to go back and replay this. Allow it to saturate your heart. Allow God's word to wash you. And it will give you prayers. It will cause you to see some things and God will highlight those areas where you need to come up in. I promise you he will because he's done it for me. So I encourage you to do that. And go back to the ones that are on demand so that you can catch up with us if you're just tuning in this time. And until next time, we want you to keep living in full effect for the king. God bless you.
If you were blessed by this program and would like to learn more about our products and services, connect with us on Facebook at Kingdom Advancement Global Ministries. Follow us on Twitter at KAG Ministries or visit us on the web at KAGMinistries.com. 